Hey guys, welcome to another podcast here on the channel Finesse Your Fitness and Finance. I'm your host, Nick, and we hey have guys. trainer Jack here. Now, Jack, what's our uh, what's our topic for this week, my man? Yeah, so uh, we're just going to be talking about overall uh, the mindset of going about your your fitness journey and just having a healthier mindset and not taking big drastic steps. So like big diets and workout programs and stuff like that. Just taking smaller steps and overall just changing and bettering your quality of life. I like that topic. It's a good one. The entire yes, mentality behind just nutrition and so on. I like that a lot, Jack. It's a good topic. I'm glad you picked that. Thank you. I feel like this uh there's a certain way that you should there's there's no certain way to go about uh your fitness journey, but I definitely think there's a few foundations that you should develop before you uh, you know, just start getting deeper and deeper because a few small steps and a fall uh, just a few small uh habits that healthy habits that you can develop can really just carry you a long way. Well, the stronger the foundation, the better the uh, you know the the building, or in this case or this analogy, the better the fitness journey will be for somebody. Absolutely, and uh, I just kind of like to go over a few of the basic uh, things I take in consideration when you know just either designing workouts or just going about it in general, and just we're going to be going over a few things today. Just uh, stay, staying pretty general today. But to uh, start things off, Nick, what would you, uh, before you started your fitness journey, uh, let's just give the, uh, let's give our viewers a little bit here. Uh, when, when did that start? So I guess, you know, when we say fitness journey, it, it's not like, it, it, it's a constant, it's a constant thing. Wouldn't you agree? Like, it's not just like one day you decided to start and one day you decided to end. You know what I mean? Because for me, I've, I've, you know, I've been a swimmer, I've been a weightlifter, I've been a runner, I've been a track star, I've been cross country, you name it, I've probably done it in some sense of the word. And it's like, I, I did all a lot of things when I was in, you know, grade school, middle school, high school. But uh, for me, my most recent step with my fitness journey was, um, just trying to like, I was, I was getting my last semester in college and I'm sitting there and I was like, man, I am really not liking the way that buddy, my body just feels all sluggish. And I just decided, you know what, time to hit the gym, time to, time to get my priorities straight. And I, I you'll, you'll be happy to hear this. I've been keeping track in my, a little notebook and it is on week 54. I actually went to the gym tonight, Jack, and I, uh, I did leg day. And uh, you should be proud of me. I was I was doing uh, personal PRs today, and it was like holy hell! I love it. And, I love uh, it. I started week fifty four, and I mean, not all the weeks are uh, you know consistent or great, but you know, it's all about just trying to keep that mentality of uh, hey, we got to go to the gym when you have a free time instead of eating the you know you know the crackers or the chips or sitting on the couch and watching a movie. You go to the gym. You know? You got to earn the right to watch that movie and so on and so forth. So, in That's my case, that has I changed my mindset a little bit when it came to like, should I sit there and 
allow myself to have this, you know, this nice metaphorical prize. Instead, I'm like, I got to earn it. So I'll go to the gym and then I go and I go and do that prize. Maybe I'll have a nice two hour movie with my buddies or so on and so forth. But it's just one of those things where I'm, I'm, I'm consistently going and I, I really seen the gains. So me I'm too. assuming that's what you wanted me to <laughs> elaborate on my man. Absolutely. And uh, you do make a very valid point that I kind of want to touch on too, though, is, you know, you did play sports all grew up grade school and high school and, you had uh, you had a great variety in it, and that's great. But I think there is a a lot of people out there, and myself included. Like I really didn't play any sports growing up as a kid, or even in high school. Like I really wasn't, and uh, I had a very high metabolism. You know, my body type. You know, is very skinny, so I just had no muscle. But I really wasn't athletic, and I had my own reason. Like there's reasons why I wasn't playing sports, but I really did want to, and uh, I just should have made more of an effort I feel like to get somewhat physical and it just took a it took a lot of low self-esteem and you know t- uh, just time of just envy before I really took the step myself and I just started it just uh just as simple as just doing push-ups and pull-ups in my bedroom and it just kind of became just a little it was very subtle from there but I just stayed consistent with that until it grew into something and I feel like once it starts, it's definitely never consistent. It's a roller coaster, but uh, you made a very good point there. I just want to touch on the fact that, you know, uh, there. I feel like playing sports all through your childhood and not can definitely uh, change your perspective of starting your fitness journey. Definitely. It's, uh, I mean, everybody starts somewhere, man. It's always whether you start at five or whether you start at 30. It's, it's kind of like, you know, do you start from a place of, you know, somewhere low or do you start because your buddy said, hey, I'm going to the gym now and I'd really like to teach. I just started up a uh, a recent thing with, uh, you know, Brett. Um, I've, I've actually I've gone to the weight room with him a couple times. We used to be on some team together and we've done quite a bit of uh, activities. And he came to me and he said, you know, I, I'd like to take you up on your offer to go work out. I was like look, man, I'm not going to waste my time on somebody who's just going to do it half-heartedly. So him and I had a very open discussion, and he uh, he was like, no, I'm, I'm serious about this. I want to do it. So now I'm uh, conforming my workouts, adapting them to a uh, sense of uh, trying to uh, – I'm trying to get him to the point where he can do it on his own, but I need to make sure that I'm adapting my workout to help reflect that, if that makes sense. And so it's uh, it's been interesting trying to conform to that idea. Yeah. I get that. I've definitely done that quite a few times, and it is hard to balance working out yourself while also trying to help someone else. But uh, once you do it, it does feel good being able to get a successful workout while helping else someone else do it it's you know it's successful but it's definitely a lot harder i mean I do, god uh, knows we uh every sunday we, you and i we go and work out so we try we try our best you know what i mean we give it our all and i always feel them uh feel it at the end of our uh sunday sessions you know strive for prs that day and it's just a good way to start off the weekend and the weekend not gonna lie man you made that sound homoerotic 
But no, you're right, man. I'm always I'm always sore on Monday. I'm like, shit, I gotta go to work like this. This is awful. So awful in a good way though. So I'm back to our topic of you know, for this episode. Where where were you going with this mentality thing? We briefly discussed it with you were saying that typically with your clients you talk about six things. Yeah. So uh, whenever like, and this is on the fitness side of things, on the physical side of just living a healthy lifestyle, but I just try and have six different uh, principles of fitness uh, in all my different workouts. And uh, to start us off, we have, uh, we're going to start with the surface level of what these mean and then kind of dig deep. Like. Yeah. So I'm going to start off with like this strength training side of the the building the muscle control and just focusing on the muscle to mind connection um a lot yeah. of people i feel like really just think uh when they first talk about working out they talk about building muscle and just keep it at that that surface level there just focusing on building muscle and getting stronger when the more important thing you should be focusing on is building the muscle to mind connection. And once you really just stop focusing on the weight and stop focusing on building muscle and start focusing on that connection, you really see a, a potent, uh, real big growth. You know, I, I noticed this the other day when I was like, we were, I was walking through Planet Fitness and I think it was the first time I've seen it and I really loved it. There was an arrow right by the entrance and it said, leave your ego at the door. And I thought that was really interesting. And it's like, yeah, most people, when they go to the gym, they want to lift something big. But it's, it's always about more technique and more about physically knowing what you're doing. So I think, you definitely, I think you're definitely right about that. And I and think that's a, that's, a different, that's a definite sign of just maturity and your growth as a personal trainer. So I commend you for that, sir. I appreciate that. And to dig deeper here, so like... When we're doing these exercises, I always tell my clients, like, you know, our time is valuable and we want to make the most out of them. So each rep individually, we want to make sure we're doing every little thing we can to make the most out of it. And uh, so some two terms I'm going to use. So in every movement, we have a positive and a negative. And uh, these can also be referred to as the uh, concentric and the eccentric, but I'm going to stick with positive and negative. So that positive movement is that first half. Of, of these uh whether it's with weights these lifts but just any movement so uh where you're creating force where you're generating that force and in this positive you want to exert this carbon dioxide and uh so that's when you want to exhale so you want a nice deep breath before any of these movements filling up you know maximizing that oxygen intake and then exhale on that positive and then the negative is where we're resisting the force to gravity or resisting the force of the cables and just going slow and that's when we're doing a nice slow inhale and if you're practicing this then your breathing and your movement should be in sync and um something i always say to really like help is uh your your movements should reflect your breathing your breathing shouldn't reflect your movements so get the breathing pattern down first have a nice steady breathing patterns and then have your movements reflect them Rephrase that again. Your breathing should reflect your movements, but your movements shouldn't reflect your breathing. Is that what you said? 
So yeah, yeah Lubu. Oh, I might have worded that wrong. So I think I might have worded it wrong, my man. I, I thought I just butchered it. You don't want to conform your breathing to your movements. You want to have a nice, you want to get the breathing down before you start doing an exercise. Focus on having consistent breathing and then move to the speed of your breathing, making sure you're maximizing, optimizing your inhales and exhales. Mm, okay, now I'm following. I got you, man. No, that makes a lot of sense because you got to make sure that when you're doing it, you're, let me rephrase this. I have noticed, and you've told me this in the past, when I go and I lift weight, it is so much easier when I have my breathing down. I can lift more and I have better endurance simply really because can. I'm getting, getting yeah. that oxygen to my muscles. Absolutely. And it's really important to highlight the breathing in the beginning because there's a lot of people out there who do practice improper breathing patterns. And that's something I want to touch on because they are developed at a very early age. Um, and a lot of people really do practice them. It's, uh, so when you're young, uh, we obviously learn breathing subconsciously at a very, very, uh, when we're born. So, it, um, it's not something we ever think about, but our diaphragm, which is a muscle right at the kind of the top of our stomach is, uh, that's what is responsible for our breathing. So our stomach should be expanding and contract contracting and uh, our stomachs should be going in and out and uh, a lot of people at an early age will start to develop chest breathing pa uh, habits and either is it because they either it's a subconscious thing and they just or they don't like to see their stomach going in and out you know it's never an attractive thing and society definitely has some uh you know just messed up perceptions of beauty and not being able to have bellies so uh, just really identifying that we're breathing through our stomach and optimizing the diaphragm is just important. And uh, to follow through into our next principle, um, burning fat. Um, we really want to, that's a very uh, high priority for a lot of people. You know, they might, that's what starts their uh, journey into the gym possibly, or it's always just an important factor. And we just want to go at it with the mentality that we want to optimize the way we metabolize fat and just really take advantage of our metabolism's cycle instead of just focusing on burning as many calories as possible, you know, by doing more exercise. So, and a way we can do that is having good breathing patterns because our body cannot metabolize oxygen, fat without any oxygen. And it's impossible. And when we're working out, we need a lot more oxygen, and just getting as much as we can is going to max uh, maximize the efficiency of burning this fat. Okay, I mean that makes sense. I mean, in general, you you got to have oxygen for just about everything. So yeah, and uh, another thing I kind of want to touch on with the burning fat is. Uh, there's a very common misconception out there that cardio is the number one best way to burn fat. And there's been many studies on it. And studies have all come up with the conclusion that the best way, regardless of body type, regardless of a lot of factors, is to have a proper balance of cardio with strength training, with some type of resistance training. Having a good balance of the two is always going to optimize the amount of fat just burning burning fat and just really seeing a you know a decrease in our body fat percentage no definitely or 
I'm, I'm, I'm curious though, Jack, because when it comes to burning fat is I, I've heard this quite a bit where people say like, Oh, I can't lose weight because it's a biological thing. Like in their DNA, it's written that they're overweight and they, they just, they can't seem to lose weight. So um, my, my curious nature is thinking that is, is that a factor? Like is biology a thing? Like people just, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, are they fat because they're biology or can they lose that weight? I don't know if your studies ever show, showed anything about that. Well, of course, uh, biology and genetics is a major factor of everybody's diet, uh, metabolism. Uh, but it's also not the only factor. And a lot of people would like to highlight, you know, on that being the biggest factor, because it probably is. And I really uh, can't speak too much, you know, on, say, different diseases like, you know, the diabetes. And we're not going to get it into, like, the specifics of that. But absolutely, like, they are a major factor there. But, again, they're not the only one. And, you know, there is definitely ways you can go about increasing, you know, either is it your... Uh, your levels of physical activity or just your diet. There's always other factors to highlight, but we also don't want to be insensitive to how big of an impact and how much harder it makes it on them. Gotcha. I mean, that's definitely another episode right there, like where we just have to do some research and just kind of see, you know, and kind of explain to our audience the different diseases, like what they do, blah, blah, blah. Because I, I know for a fact, I'm, I learn things all the time about diabetes, and insulin, and all of that stuff. And it's, we could do like an entire episode just on that alone. But, you know, I'm, we're getting off topic. But get back to what you were saying earlier. I apologize, Jack. My mind was just curious. No worries. Um, so... We're talking about optimizing our fat burning through that breathing. Um, our last podcast episode, we uh, we talked about all the different styles of training and a lot of low impact and a lot of low intensity styles of cardio. So um, just having a good variety of our low intensity cardios is going to be good and a variety of everything. But moving on to the next two that I feel like a lot of people overlook is um, flexibility and then balance. And these two are extremely important, just as important as the first two, and uh, if not more so outside of the gym, just in uh, as we grow older, especially once we reach that point of start, you know, uh, just degenerating and just becoming losing all these different skills, you losing our balance, letting our muscles tighten up and becoming. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Oh boy, getting old. I don't suggest getting old, Jack. It's not worth it. Uh, no, so I've so I've been told, but we don't we don't use that term. I mean, that's not getting older; it's getting wiser. <laughs> oh, I would. I want to meet the person who told you that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think you may have my grandma, but uh, so moving so going into this uh. I'm sure, as uh, a lot of people do know, it's important to stretch uh, before we work out. And there's always a risk of injury. There's always a risk of tearing something and lots of different risks to the tendons and the muscles and just all different parts of the body when we're working out. And 
stressing stretching can drastically decrease the risk of injuries uh in the gym and again outside the gym it's uh it's important that we stay mobile and that we stay alert and just be able to live the best quality of life and not let age take as big of a toll on us as it does because there's no stopping age but we can at least slow down the effects right that is true. I mean, eventually, at some point, your body just it, it hits that wall, and it's just like you just don't have the metabolism you had once had, or you don't have the you know the reach. Um, maybe you had like an injury when you were little. Eventually, at some point, yeah, your body catches up with you, and you you grow two inches shorter, so on and so forth. And it's a, it's a whole list of things. So you're right. It's you can slow it down, but eventually, you will hit it again. Absolutely. But again, we just kind of make the most of it and still just consistency, you know, and practicing these things. So uh, getting into how we can implement these in our workouts um, and not even just in our workouts, but in life in general, of course. So uh, stretching is something it's a great way to start your morning. Uh, I know we all uh, a lot of us don't have that time to stretch the morning, but at least in the beginning of our workouts, we're getting a good stretch in a lot of uh a lot of uh, gyms, whether you're at gyms or you're, you are at home, uh, they'll have resistant bands, and resistant bands are an excellent, easy tool you can use to help stretch. All you'll need is a resistant band, you know, and uh, just a ground, you know. I mean, a mat's always comfy, but there's so many stuff you can do. We have quite a few uh, YouTube videos on stretches that you can do at home with no equipment on our channel, Fitness Along With Finance. So uh, I encourage you guys to go check those out. But... Uh, just being consistent with it. Just even if you're in a rush, just do a five minute stretch before you work out or even in the morning. Like I know everybody gets out of bed a little more stiff than they got into it. And it's just it really the effects are long lasting. So uh, again, resistant bands are just a very easy tool that helps. Uh, we'll continue to make constant videos of stretching and always trying to, uh, you know, explain. Uh, expand our library there because there's never enough stretches that uh, hit all the different muscles. There's just so many different angles and, you know, different ways to stretch different muscles. And then uh, let's get into the balance. So uh, how's your balance, Nick? Being a swimmer, I know uh, you were here in the water and I feel like not to, uh, I don't know if just how balance played a big role there. I think so. It, this is going to sound weird. I, I think we've talked about it in a couple episodes of this podcast, but water is that weird kind of middle ground for people where it's like, it, it, it's that, you know, the closest thing you can get to with no gravity. So for me, I, I, I always thought I had atrocious balance. I always had a better body awareness. And so I was able to always place my feet in the best spot possible where I could correct my stroke or always put my breathing in the yeah. right way. And so it, it was more balance in the pool is a little different than balance in the weight room or going out or just in general. So it's, it, it, I don't know, they don't necessarily translate as well. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't expecting them to, I just kind of wanted to hear your explanation of that, that correlation there. Um, and a lot of sports, I feel like, yeah, like you get agility and like, but like, balance itself is just i feel like overlooked in the whole fitness world like it just comes it's just kind of there you know but nothing really highlights the balance aspect of things except you know maybe gymnastics i'm sure i'm overlooking a few other things but uh 
A really common tool, and my favorite tool that I always use, and a lot of gyms have, but uh, is the Bosu ball. It's like a like a dome shaped little ball. It's kind of like a yoga ball, so it's inflated and, and a hard top. Have you ever used one of those? I am gonna say no, but I definitely know that in the future you are gonna make that a torture device, and I'm gonna oh, sit there it's, it's, and curse it your name. It's just a little humbling in the beginning, but once you get it down, like the uh, the opportunities are uh, endless, dude. I can I am humbling, humbling everything now, and it builds. It really just highlights the stability muscles in your body, and just really adds this extra twist to any workout. And dude, like it is my favorite piece of equipment. I haven't bought one yet. Apparently, they're quite expensive. Like you know, but. Who needs a name brand anyway? The Bosu is like that name brand, you know. Yeah, but I mean, you're also buying the qual like you're buying the quality of it, so it's not. I sit. I get it. Like I understand, but I think I, I don't know. I don't really know if there's a difference between buying the name brand equipment versus the you know like something not as well known. You yeah. have to let me know if, if when you do that because I know your gym doesn't it have a Bosu ball. Yeah, we have a few, and I implement them in most of my class. Not all of them, but I definitely try to, at least weekly, and I use them for quite a few things. But yeah, like they're uh, they're one hundred and fifty bucks to plus. But that again, that's that name brand. I'm sure you can find a good one on Amazon. So, uh, but no. We'll move on from the Bosu. Uh, I mean, I could talk about it for a while because, again, I just I experiment with it as much as I can. But another, a lot of easy ways to just start working on balance at home or anywhere else is just a lot of one-legged exercises. You sit on one leg, you know, either you're uh, doing Frankensteins, you know, touching your toe, touching your toe with straight arms and legs one at a time, or either you're just doing knee lifts, or either you're just doing one-legged calf raises. There's so many things you can try to do without any equipment, and uh, I really do encourage it because having great balance, like, you feel the effects everywhere in life. It does not stop in the gym. No, no, I agree, and it's, uh, I say this now, and I'm going to regret it. It's something that we're going to have to do probably this next week or in the next coming weeks. Oh, boy. I already hate myself for saying that we need to do that. <laughs> I think I know what you're uh what you're hinting at, but uh don't stress on it. Um we haven't really touched on Nick's uh balance perspective whatsoever, so we definitely know that uh I'm gonna start incorporating that a lot more in our Sunday workouts. Uh you know, after a good old leg day of leg pressing and then just starting to isolate, you know, do all the different you know extension and the curl i think we might have to you know start implementing some oh. bell swings or uh nothing's better than being on that bosu when your legs are already shaky another thing that i really haven't even touched on which uh before you do that on, jack yeah. before you do that jack i'm, I'm, I'm i want to tell our audience how badly my legs hurt after one session with you and it was quite literally, I couldn't walk for like three days after the fact. And it was like we were supersetting the 
the wow, what do they call that? The the weight not the weight machine, the leg press machine, and we were doing so much after that. And I was like, oh, I can't no, even bro. bend my knees. Just to do a quick little overcap, we did a progressive overload in the leg press, pushing for uh, not a your PR, but uh, we were intending to. We just happened to stumble across your PR along the way, um, and then we did a press progressive overload. Uh, Dropped it all the way down and then followed it up with that superset you're talking about of some quad extensions with some hamstring hamstring curls and we did that with a pyramid set if you uh, if you recall you know dropping that weight all the way down until we were shaking doing some uh, 25 pound extra 25 pound movements uh, and then what do we end off there do we end off with those uh, hip abductors adductors. Some of my favorite machines in the gym that uh, I feel like are overlooked, but uh, they're just... I not- don't know, but I hurt. That was yeah. all I cared about, and I know I didn't like it. And you see, the messed up thing is, that's my, that's my preferred leg day. My other leg day with the free weights and really focused on stability and, you know, balance. And that free weight leg day is, that one's no joke. So that's that's coming up in a, just a few days now. Oh, fun! All right, let's let's get back to what you're saying. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray to God and try and hope I live after this Sunday. I mean, balance. It's not just about having like not falling over and being able to feel comfortable while you're doing these movements. It's also it it all is centered around your ab control. And uh, if you haven't noticed, ab control and just breathing are uh, common factors with uh, a lot of these things. But uh, building a good foundation with your core is going to ch- tremendously help the balance because that's where that's what really uh, that's where you know that's like that center of gravity is in your body and your your abs just control they are the key. So, yeah, you gotta have a strong uh, core to do just about anything in the gym. So, yeah, because again, it's all about the foundation. If you don't have that core, you're not gonna have a good posture. You're gonna lead to lower back pain and just a lot of other negative factors. So, yeah, that's balance and flexibility. On to the final two. Not to say uh, these are any less important, but I spend less time implementing them in my workouts, though I definitely do. And to state, um, starting with reflexes. And uh, this is a really important one outside of the gym, as you guys already know. Um, and it's a lot of, and it's something that a lot of people don't ever think about improving until, you know, they, they make something happen. Either they're hit by a car, they're in a car accident, you know, they're hit with some type of ball or something. And just being able to react well under pressure is just really important. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, all the little stuff does matter. So, because, uh, like, I know, uh, like, any, uh, the majority of sports, any with ball, they're definitely going to build that, you know, good reflexes. But, like, just going day-to-day, most jobs, most careers don't really have stuff flying at you, you know? So it's just, again, something that we never really tend to think about, but I always highlight it especially in my older clients, because again, losing that balance and just the slowing of a reaction definitely slows down as well. And uh, I think it's just important to make sure we uh, stay on our toes, you know, and be able to react as quickly as we can to stuff, unexpected stuff. 
Most definitely. Now, Jack, I think uh, we're starting to get to the end here. Um, I'm thinking we're going to have to make this uh, episode here a two-part. So I believe, I know you, I don't know. Did you have any more things you want to discuss, or do you think we can put that in the uh, next episode? Absolutely. I think we should uh, start off part two with uh, my last, uh, my last asp, uh, principle of fitness and then continue from there. So, uh, guys, I uh, thank you for uh, listening, and I, I will see you guys on that next episode. Yep. Have a good one, y'all. This is Nick and Jack signing out.